Tonight, I am here with the Scripture and the Sense podcast 1003, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary or Matthew Henry Commentary. And by the way, the the idea for this particular first leg of our devotional series is original. Well, my sons and I, we never heard of it, anybody else. God just allowed me to take the scripture, the reading of the scripture part and the sense part that they use in the King James to create this devotional teaching Bible teaching verse by verse podcast um, and so it is the flagship podcast of our uh, devotional suite Spurgeon brings up the last two and uh, what a blessing what a blessing he is to this day he being dead yet speaketh My beloved, this podcast is based upon uh, the Word of God at Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God, that's the scriptures, distinctly, clearly, which is very important. Because, see, back in the day, especially down in the South, in the hood, in the black community, I don't care whether you like it or not, and some white communities too, uh, they did not read and teach the Word of God clearly like that. After I got saved, what turned me on, if you will, to independent Baptists and Southern Baptists was the clear delineation and preaching of the word of God. Step one, step two, step three. No shouting, no hooping, no hollering, no running. Time out. Time out for that. I never understood all of that. But I I got saved. Yes, I got saved through a a white ministry that was starting a a church uh, in the black community down in Mississippi give credit where credit is due and I got saved by hearing the gospel in a very clear fashion and then I started listening to the way they preached point one point two point three hung in there with the passage great explanations great illustrations and a great introduction and some historical background as well. Bam! I was hooked. 
And then I started reading books by these preachers. Dr. Oliver B. Green, I never heard of him until I got saved, but he was one of my mentors, even though he was dead at the time. The same thing for uh, the Bible bus, J. Vernon McGee. I would, I, would, I would leave my Air Force job and go home for lunch, uh, or go somewhere for lunch. I sit down in my car uh, sometimes and listen to Oliver B. Green. He came on at 12 o'clock. Some of you say, well, who was who Oliver B. Green? I know. He was, he was not a very popular preacher. But but he, 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 he preached the word. God had me to find him on the dial, and I listened to him. Bought all of his books. I didn't know I was supporting his ministry. I, I, as far as I was concerned, I just wanted some books from him. <clears throat> J. Vernon McGee, same thing. Listen to him every evening at 6 o'clock. Down on Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi. Here... I mean, line upon line, here a little, there a little. They broke it down where I can understand it. No hooping, no taking the mic, mic and running around the church and shouting and hollering. And Jeremiah went down the mountain. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, none of that. None of that sing-song preaching, man. That's what we were raised up on. And you didn't preach unless you shouted them out of the church. And brought the women with the white dresses on and the white hats to their feet. That, that's what they call preaching. Jesus didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. John didn't do that. But somehow we got a hold of that. And it, I believe many, many people, including myself, we were lost and on our way to hell and didn't even know it. The preachers never preached on hell and they never preached from the book of Revelation. Never. Never, never, never. You say, well, you, you ought to start picking on black people. I'm not picking on black people. I'm, I'm telling you the truth as to what happened, man. You people need to get over that. Yeah, you're too sensitive about that. And you got other, you got devilish people making you that way. It was wrong. False preaching. Anyway. After they, uh, they read the scriptures, they gave the sense. They made sense out of it. They gave the understanding of it. And caused them, caused the people to understand the reading of the word of God. You see, you can read the Bible. If you don't get the understanding, man, you can't go far. And let me tell you something, as I've told you before. Now, prayer is one of the most important things you will ever do, but right up there with it is reading the Word of God. But after that, understanding the Word of God and connected with that is doing the Word of God. And you can save yourself, you can save yourself uh, many years. You can save yourself a whole lot of time if you would read the Scriptures pray and read the scriptures, understand the scriptures, and obey the scriptures. Otherwise, you're going to be out in the wilderness for a long time, going around in circles.
That's a fact. You're wasting your life. And then we have some people who who pray, they read the Bible, they understand the Bible, and they don't obey the Bible, and they're going to be out in the wilderness, wilderness with you, going around in circles. In fact, that's what we have with the so-called evangelical church today. People who say they pray, and most of them don't, but they read the Bible and they go to the best seminaries or cemeteries. They understand the Bible, but they don't do the Bible. And, they, and some, like the Pharisees and Sadducees, they twist the Bible to fit what they want and what they want people to do, which is oftentimes evil and wicked and ungodly and contrary to the Scriptures. And, and they end up, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the greatest enemies of Jesus Christ, having people living by their traditions instead of the Word of God. Because they know the Word of God so well, they can twist it. And they make merchandise and money off of the people by twisting the Scriptures. My beloved, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and uh, that the world would be awakened, saved, and changed by believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who preached the gospel best, who preached it first and best, said the most loving, most magnificent, most wonderful, and most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear friend, tonight you need to understand that if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are in grave danger. Why? Because the Bible says you are a sinner. You are a violator of God's laws, His Ten Commandments. And God hates sin. He does not hate you, but He hates sin because it destroys your life. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says that we're all sinners. You say, well, preacher, what are you talking about? What is sin? Breaking the Ten Commandments? Committing adultery? Having sex without the benefit of marriage? Being sexually involved or involved Uh, period with somebody you're not married to 
dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. Uh, dishonoring your parents and disobeying your parents, disrespecting your parents. Lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things. And then the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That means that our payment for sin is death. Our sinful nature that we have, the sin factory that we have in us, and the sins that we choose to do. We will pay for them by dying. That's a punishment. Death is a punishment. Is not uh, death is not uh, a part of life, as some philosophers say. It is the end of life, and we die. Even the queen died. You're going to die. The pope is going to die. The Dalai Lama is going to die. The greatest people and so-called stars in the world are going to die. <clears throat> Even Joel Osteen is going to die. Why? The pastor of the largest church in America. Because of sin. Sins that I named and sins I did not name. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful lighted world and go out into eternity, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't slow down just a little bit and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend, when you die, you're going to go to hell and you're going to spend eternity in the flames of hell. <clears throat> and hell is a real place. Why do I know that? How do I know that? Well, because Jesus Christ, who can't lie, and Jesus Christ, who does not play with the souls of the human beings he created and loved and died for, said that hell is a real place and it is a place of torment and pain and where the fire shall never be quenched. Jesus Christ said in one of his sermons in Mark chapter 9 verses 43 through 48, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. 
it is better for thee to enter into life maimed, that is with an amputated hand, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where, and what God wants you to understand is that if you don't accept and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior who suffered, bled, and died on the cross, a cruel cross, for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, and accept the payment of your sin debt that he has provided, then you will have to go to hell to pay your sin debt. Because God is holy. And, 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 and this is all a legal matter, if you will. If you do not believe in Jesus Christ and make him your lawyer, your attorney who has never lost a case, who has never cast anybody out, you must understand through the eternal laws of God, you must go to hell. We have, we have uh, an example of that even in this sin-cursed world with judges being sinners, police officers being sinners, prosecutors being sinners, lawyers being sinners. It's all, in the, once you go into the courtroom, it's all about the law. And they have sentencing for the different laws you break. And in most cases, you're not going to get away with it. And you will never get away with it as far as God is concerned. And so you must understand that you are on your way to this devil's hell that Jesus Christ is describing. And that sin is the reason. Sin must be dealt with. Sin must be paid for. And Jesus Christ paid for the sins of the world and all you have to do is truly believe in him. And we're not talking about church membership. We're not talking about doing church work. That means nothing. There are thousands of people who are in the church. They have uh, membership in the church and a baptismal certificate. And they have spent many hours serving in the church, even as pastors and pastor's wives and mothers of the church and trustees and deacons. And they're going to die and go to hell because they did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> it's not about religion. It's about belief in Christ. If you do anything else, then you are saying that Jesus died in vain and he's not going to accept that. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You must be born again. You must be saved. And Jesus Christ continues, and the fire is not quenched. 
And if thy foot offend thee, in other words, if your foot causes you to sin against God uh, and sin against yourself, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. The fire that never shall be quenched. Remember that. The fire that never shall be quenched. The fire that never shall be quenched. You say, Preacher, I've never heard that before, but here's the deal. You're hearing about it tonight, and you need to do right by it. When you know better, you do better, or you should do better. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. In other words, Jesus Christ is saying, if your eyes take you to the pornography screen and you lust your eyeballs out at the fine and beautiful women that God made and, uh, and you're lusting at these women, Jesus Christ said you are committing adultery with them already in your heart. Understand that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to die and go to hell to pay for your own sins. Because Jesus Christ paid it all. All to him we owe. And all you have to do is believe in him. Jesus Christ preached the good news, the gospel first and best. When he said, God so loved the world, God is the one who has initiated this salvation because he loves you and he loves me. No matter how ugly we may be in our behavior, for God so loved the world, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight. I was glad to see today at Queen Elizabeth II's funeral a mixture of black and brown and, and uh, red and yellow and white people throughout the funeral procession that's how it's going to be when Jesus Christ comes back red yellow black or white we're all precious in God's sight do not think you or feel like you're less than other people. God loves you just the same. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins like no man, went through hell and went to hell for each and every one of us. He paid our ugly sin debt. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means if you believe in Jesus Christ, you will not perish in hell, the hell that you deserve and the hell that I deserve, but have everlasting life. That means you get to go to heaven even though you don't deserve it. I get to go to heaven even though I don't deserve it.
And all you have to do is believe in him. The thief on the cross who died beside Jesus Christ, he had enough sense to realize that he was the Son of God. He believed in Jesus Christ who was beaten beyond recognition from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He was bleeding, torso cut open. But the thief on the cross asked the right question. He asked the question, or he said, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus had enough energy and strength left to say, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. But well, how did the thief who was dying on the cross for his sins, crimes, rather, against uh, the government and others. Jesus was dying on the cross for his sins. So how did he get translated to heaven, the first one to be born again and to be saved? Simple faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ while he was dying for his crimes. He never got down and joined the church, the First Baptist Church, of, of, of uh, whatever city. He never got down and got baptized. He never got down and sung in the choir. He never got down and preached in the pulpit. He got saved instantaneously, to use a word by Dr. Oliver B. Green, by simple faith in Jesus Christ, by simple belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> And so that's all you have to do. That's all Jesus Christ told you to do. Don't add anything else to it. We as sinful human beings have a tendency to do that. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. He has all power in his hands to save your soul. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And yes, if you will, monarch of monarchs. Believe in him today. Believe in him today that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And then call upon his name and pray and ask him to save your soul and to come into your heart and to change your life. And he will do so. I will help you with the sinner's prayer. Follow me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart, in no one else, in nothing else, but the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the power to save your soul. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments. I know that I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my wicked sins. As I now believe 
with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins, to pay my sin debt, was buried and rose from the dead by your power on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you and I receive you into my heart. Please come into my heart and save my soul tonight. And uh, fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart, in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. And you prayed that prayer with me, the sinner's prayer, uh, and you prayed it sincerely. Then based upon the Bible, the Word of God that I share with you tonight, and simple faith in Christ, just like the thief on the cross, you are now saved and born again, saved from hell, and uh, saved to heaven by the grace of God. Now to help you grow in your newfound faith, please go to Gospel Light Society and get my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will help you with the next steps of your Christian journey. Also, email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some more free materials. And also, at that same email, you can send us your prayer requests or ask any questions that you may have. At this time, we're going to uh, resume our standing between the living and the dead service already in progress. And for those of you who prayed that prayer with me and believed in Jesus Christ, you are now saved and this will be your first Bible study. So stick around. Today, beloved, we're reading Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. My beloved, I just read and 
you're hearing Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Now here is the sense of it, if you will, the understanding of it. Uh, with the help of the Holy Ghost and the help of the Bible Knowledge Commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary. From the very first words of his gospel, Matthew recorded his central theme and character. Jesus Christ is the main character in Matthew's gospel presentation and the opening verse connected him back to two great covenants in Jewish history, the Davidic covenant and the Abrahamic covenant. If Jesus of Nazareth is the fulfillment of these two great covenants, is he related to the rightful line this is a question the Jews would have asked, so Matthew traced Jesus' lineage in detail. And that's all we're going to do with that uh, tonight. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we thank you for your holy word, and thank you, Lord, for here a little, there a little. Uh, uh, line upon line as we go through this book one verse at a time and give us your wisdom your knowledge and your understanding of it and help us to apply it to our lives and to obey it in Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake Amen Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death.
to these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold, dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. 
I've stolen things before. Uh, so, Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so, please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of my sins past. And help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you. Dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time. <laughs>